Welcome to the Poker and Life Podcast. I should say that first. We got the logo up there. <laughs> uh, appreciate you, Damien. Appreciate you, uh, Jerry, for being here. And also, I appreciate you uh, for sending your whole family on my Instagram and comments and uh, like that video. So much, so many views. It's crazy. <laughs> Just about so, my dogs are acting up here. Hey, you guys. That's okay. What kind of dogs do you have? Oh, I got a dog here from the Arabian Desert. My daughter taught in uh, Qatar for a few years. She brought a dog home with her. And then my own dog's a lab. She's away up north fishing for a week, so I'm busy dog sitting. Oh, nice. Yeah. Um, So you're in Canada. What parts of Canada? Uh, Southern Ontario. Okay. Yeah, we're about uh, half an hour from the east coast of Lake Huron. Okay. Back when we met Jerry in Vegas, got a smoke break between tournaments and um, gave us a great interview. We talked about um, how he gave a gentleman a penny he found and he, he gave him good luck and the guy ended up on the final table. Um, do you, and you told me the guy's name after the fact. Um, what Do you remember his name? Mark. Mark Newhouse? Mark Newhouse. Yeah, that's right. That's right. Yeah, he made the final table two years in a row. He made it in 2014 oh. as well. Oh wow! Nice, yeah. nice. So on that yeah. note, have you played with anybody else? What other What other big names have you played? Or you didn't even play with them. Have you played with uh, anybody? Any big names? I know you've been around the game for a while. I played with Doyle. Oh, played with uh, Phil. Oh, played with uh, Ellie. Oh, played with the Grinder. Uh, oh, Freddie, Freddie Deeps. Nice. Um. Yeah, quite a few, quite a few guys on and off. Played a lot of celebrities, a lot of different celebrities uh, in some of the bigger games. Awesome. Uh, Paris Hilton. Have you played the main? George Costanza. A lot, a lot of pro sports uh, uh, guys to play in the yeah. main event too, and played with a few of them for sure. Yeah, okay. Yeah. Um, I just, I wasn't just too sure. Uh, where I started uh, and where I finished on our previous interview. So I thought I'd maybe just run down it again quickly. Uh, I was going to put some notes out, but my wife said I don't, because she couldn't remember what I told you either. So basically I've been playing poker for 60 years. I started playing when I was five. Uh, there, There was no kindergarten in them days. My brother was in school in grade one. So my grandmother was looking after me and uh, she taught me how to play poker beginning when I was five. And uh, we played for wooden matches, the old strike all wooden matches. Yeah. And I was a firebug. I love wooden matches. So yeah. I learned how to play pretty quick. Her grandfather was a riverboat camper and he taught her how to play poker along with her parents and all the family. And the story goes that uh, this was in the mid 1800s that he was a riverboat gambler. And I'm pretty sure it was on the Mississippi and uh, there was another river there too. I forget which one, but uh, just looking at the, uh, the history of Hold'em poker, because we're kind of talking about Texas Hold'em poker and a few things that I've, known that and I, I i remember googling it once and 
they said nobody really knew how it got started. It started somewhere in Texas in the early 1900s. Well, to the best of my knowledge, that's not true. It started from my grandmother, this is from my grandmother, that uh, Texas Hold'em, there's a wide range of poker games, and of course she knew them all, but uh, Texas Hold'em started in Texas, of course, but it was started by the Cowboys, yeah. and for the most part on the cattle drives, because yeah. they would only have one deck of cards, and there'd be 15 or 20 guys that wanted to play so how do you do it, right? So they kind of come up with this uh, variant of, of poker to uh, allow 10, 15 guys to play because you only got two cards, so they could have 10, 15 players. So that's kind of how that started, to my knowledge. And yeah. that was in the mid to late 1800s when they were still doing the roundups and cattle drives yeah. and that type of thing. Yeah, that's that's right. That's where the um, – well, that, that was what my knowledge was because that's where the term uh, nuts came from. The, yeah, people, exactly. The, the nuts were the actual nut, the, uh, the wagon wheels. So, like, you know, yeah. they, people would, they, when they were playing poker, they would take out the nut of their wagon wheel and put it on the poker so that if somebody took their money and it was like, you know, like a robbery or something, they couldn't just leave because. You know, they had their back, they had their, yeah, when, that's when, yeah well, that's where the term came from. Yeah, that's true. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, so you've been playing for 60? Yeah, I'm 65, so I've been playing for 60 years. Yeah, wow, that's amazing. And you just did your hundredth win. What, uh, what was that tournament? What, what was uh, your hundredth win in? It was uh, Caesars, uh, one of the dailies. Uh, yeah. I'm not sure. I think it was a $100 daily, something like yeah. that, $50 add-on. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very nice. Hopefully you can hear me. I'm going to try to work through it. Uh, quick question. What was the most memorable win for you? I mean, a hundred of them, there got to be one that kind of like stand out to you. What's the most memorable one? Well, that, that, that's a good question. So uh, the company that I worked for, Sholay Stone, they uh, invited all their employees to come down to Vegas to the construction show. I think it was 2010. And uh, they put us up at the uh, Cosmo. And it just opened. First weekend, they had a dry run for their contractors. But it was their first weekend that they were open. So uh, my wife and I thought we'd go down a day early. So we went downtown, we stayed at uh, Fremont, and when we got in there, they said, oh, sorry, we're, we're booked for construction show. I said, well, you know, I got our reservations. He said, sorry, we'll try to put you up in another hotel. So my wife said, well, I want to talk to the manager. So he come over, make a long story short, they ended up giving us a honeymoon suite, and it was kind of run down a bit, but it was a really nice big suite, so it was all right. So then uh, we were supposed to meet at uh, a big suite at the Cosmo for cocktails and hors d'oeuvres at 8 p.m. Uh, the following day. So we went headed down towards uh, the Cosmo, and uh, you couldn't check in. It was a nightmare. They didn't know what they were doing. It was the first weekend open. You couldn't check in until 3, and we're looking at the clock, and it's about 11.30, and I'm going through the different poker tournaments, and the area is right beside it. So I went in, and he said, well, we wouldn't mind playing the, at the Aria. 
And how long will it take? It was 1 p.m. start. And the guy said, well, it's usually over about 7.38 at the latest. And I thought, well, that's perfect. You have to be across the street at 8 o'clock. No big deal. So we signed up. And he said, usually about 120 players. Well, uh, by the time that late registration was over, there was 240 players in there. And I think it was 160 buy-in. It might have been 200. doesn't matter. So then... Uh, I realized that it's going to last a little longer. Anyways, we got down to the final table. Well, before we got down to the final table, there was uh, a bubble, or uh, the bubble was 25 players, something like that. So we're down to about 28 players. I'm looking around for my wife, and she's over my left shoulder, and she's got the monster stock. So I thought, well, geez, that's pretty good. I'm really like to make the money, but I only got three chips left, $3,000 chips left. And the blinds are 1,000, 2,000. So there was a big stack at the end of my table. I'm the big blind. Look down at my cards. I got pocket jacks. So what do you do, right? I oh, went man. all in. After it come go. around to me, everybody, everybody limped in pretty well. It come around to me, I went all in for another 1,000. The blinds are 1,000, 2,000. And two jacks right on the flop. So, so that was pretty good. So then uh, next hand, come around. I'm a small blind. And, uh, geez, I got pocket jacks again. Uh, well, listen, <laughs> this is deja vu. So uh, come around to me again. I'm thinking that I got enough money now. If I just hold off, I can probably I can probably make the payout. It wasn't that much with like 300 bucks or something. But I, I sure like the cash. And uh, got a big stack at the end. He did the min raise again. So I had enough. I could just call. About five people called. I just called. I got one jack on the flop. So I went all in, and he called me. Another couple of guys called me, and I got another jack on the river for quads again. Quad jacks, twice in a row. <laughs> Let's go. That's great. So I'm feeling, I'm feeling pretty good. I got half decent stack now. I'm not the short stack anymore. There are a couple more people out wearing the money, and I looked over my shoulder. My wife's got a monster stack, and I'm really feeling I need a smoke. And I'm looking at about two minutes to break, and comes comes around to me again on the button, and I'm looking. Oh, pocket kings. So the guy at the end of the day, and I, I'm in my mind, I'm thinking, okay, well, don't do anything stupid. Let's just cash, right? And uh, the guy at the end, he raises, and a couple of people call him because he raised every hand, big stack, raised every hand, min raise, come around to me, and I don't know. My plan went out the window. I just went all in. So everybody folded around to him, and he thought, and he thought, he bought, he bought. He said, Jesus, I don't know how I can. And the clock the breaks on, clock's ticking down. I'm thinking, hurry up, hurry up. I want to go for smoke, right? <laughs> and uh, the longer he thought, the, the more I knew I was probably good. So but finally he called. And he had pocket kings. And the run out was four spades, and I had the king of spades. Wow. So now I got now I got a big stack. So I went for smoke and they're down now to the to the money. And uh, my wife continued on. So then, uh, uh, make a long story short, we get down to the final table. And uh, I got up and I said, just to keep the integrity of the game intact, I want you people to know that this young lady across the table from me is my wife. And we don't play buddy, buddy poker. She can knock me out or I can knock her out. We, that's the way it goes. Mm -hmm. So we played on. 
And uh, she ended up getting, it was a nice payout. She ended up getting fifth. And I think she got 3,500 or 4,500. And we got down to three players and the guys wanted chalk. And I had the big stack and they were two little stacks. And I said, well, I really don't think equal chop is fair. And we couldn't agree. And the one guy said, well, if it's over 10,000, you have to, when you're out of the, from out of the country, they'll retain 30% for tax. So I thought about that for a couple of minutes. And Wait, I'm sorry. I, said, no, I broke up a little bit. Say that. They said that if the prize was over 10,000, and this is guys at the table were telling me they wanted to chop, then they would retain 30% for taxes because I was from Canada. And I think it was 12 grand was first price. So uh, anyways, I said, no deal. We played it out. I ended up winning. And they just gave me chips, right? Right at the teller, right in the poker room. They just gave me chips. So there was no tax uh, cap. So that was pretty good. So right my wife now. was pretty happy, and I was pretty. Did I break up again? No, no, I was saying you're running well. Like you have, yeah. to, you have to avoid the tax. So now I'm looking at my clock, and it's eleven o'clock, and we're supposed to be at this cocktail meeting for my company at eight. Yeah. So I jump in the cab, and uh, I'm going to give the guy a fifty buck tip at least, right? It's it's a, a short cab ride, but it's a fair little twenty minute walk from the Aria over to to uh, the Cosmo. And I hop in the cab, and the guy said, "Where do you want to go?" I says, "To the Cosmo." He says, "Get the f out of my cab!" And then the liveried uh, uh, doorman come over and says, "Is there a problem here?" And the guy said, "No, no problem. I'll take you." So he took me over there and cursed at me the whole way. It was a five dollar cab fare, and I told him, "I said, buddy, hey, I, I was going to give you a fifty dollar tip. I just won." bunch of money playing poker but uh, since you weren't very friendly i didn't bother well then we couldn't get up to the 20, uh, 63rd floor because they'd have a special key we hadn't checked in yet and finally they somebody took us up there one of the managers and it didn't matter if i was late because everybody was just hammered there was no uh they had these little dishes all with a little fire underneath on the patio it was a big uh uh suite with the corner patio outside and uh, everything was empty except for one little piece of breaded zucchini and we hadn't ate since morning so we were getting pretty hungry everybody was hammered so we left went downstairs and had something to eat and then we checked in and i told the lady i wouldn't mind a, a balcony because i'd like to have a smoke and she's well sorry but you just got the regular standard room and uh, we've been down to vegas many times but the first time we were in a grand opening hotel and we go up to our room, I think it's 35th floor, and I can't find it. Up and down the hallway, I can't find the room. I'm thinking, how oh, stupid am I? I haven't had beer or anything. And there's a cleaning lady there, and I said, I can't find my room. She says, oh, she says, you got the suite, the Duloc suite. I said, what do you mean? She said, follow me. Well, there was two big doors that opened up. It was a replica of the meeting room that we had. The big corner balcony, you could put 50 people on the balcony on this. It had four bedrooms and eight TVs and three or four bathrooms it was huge but oh, wow. i didn't tell anybody from our company about it because i didn't want them all coming down there partying all night <laughs> but that was I thought, that was one of the memorable wins for sure this just wanted you to be surprised or yeah yeah yeah, yeah. we were uh, we were quite happy my wife went shopping she's hooked on poker after that for sure yeah yeah <laughs> yeah That's 
So, Jerry, how did you win the company tournament? Did you end up playing the company one, or how did you do in that? It wasn't a tournament. The company tournament. It wasn't a tournament. It was just a company meeting uh, for the construction show in Las Vegas. Got it. All yeah. right. So you're a contractor. But, so uh, I'm curious. What, what um what's your profession? Did you do masonry? Like what was your profession uh, I, for how long? I, I'm a, I'm a salesman. I'm a salesman right now. I I've got had many. Uh, jack of all trades, but for the last 15 years, I've, I'm a salesman. I was a purchaser for uh, a large lumber company and purchased lumber across North America. Uh, farming background, still live on a farm. Uh, did a lot of logging over the years. Jerry, the fact you are willing to tip the guy 50 bucks, that's impressive. What's the most you've ever tipped before and what was your reason behind it? I tipped the dealers. Uh, well, I guess that particular instance, I think I tipped the dealers five hundred bucks uh, at the area when I won that tournament. Uh, I was actually a licensed croupier at one time, and I appreciate the work that they put into it and uh, how much uh, they appreciate the tips. So, yeah, yeah. Uh, yeah, definitely. I'm not an affluent person, so I'm kind of frugal to a certain degree like when i played the main event i won it in a 200 hour satellite so uh, it's not something that i would uh, buy into although i'd like to play it one more time so i may just uh, let the purse thing strings loose and buy in again maybe next year or the year after see how it goes yeah um so you played once did you cash when you played and when was that uh, i was 2013 and i went out about five from the bubble uh, they had uh, mm, this just off the top of my head I think at that time it was a record amount uh, in 2013 I'm just ballparking at 6,500 people and I think they paid like 10% 650 or 660 people mm. and I went out 674th but at that time it said 800 remaining on the game clock so I thought I really hit the goal but I oh. didn't I had Ace King, had Ace, Ace King on the button. Everybody folded to me. I shoved, and Big Blind had aces, and sayonara. That was into me. I might have been able to hang on for another ten people if I'd have known that there was only six hundred and seventy players left, or something like that. Yeah. But, yeah, that's happened to me before, where they don't update the clock in time, and I do something that you know doesn't reflect what should be going on. Yeah, like now I think that they would hand for hand probably at that stage right yeah yeah they i was gonna say that now they do a lot of different things so that stuff like that doesn't happen but did you see what happened this year at the um on the world's the main event bubble nobody yes. actually bubbled uh, it was like a three-way chop <laughs> yeah. yeah i thought that was pretty cool that was pretty cool yeah. and they gave yeah. away the seat too, the seat till next to next year's Cool. Yeah, that's it. Did they do that again this year? Did they give the bubble guy a seat for next year? Yeah, yeah. So, oh, so if you didn't see yeah. it, so there's the bubble guy actually didn't bubble because three people bubbled. So the the last two spots, which was fifteen grand each, get split amongst three people. So basically, all three people got their money back. Plus, they got to flip for uh for a seat for next year, which was really cool. Oh. That's yeah, awesome. and actually it worked out. It was like poker gods were looking like it was like perfect because there was a guy that 
one one lady like just jammed off a coin flip like she literally flipped a coin and just jammed and then another guy lost with kings versus aces and that guy actually won the won the seat for next year so it was like the poker guys worked them worked everything out you know but um I was gonna say if you if you almost bubbled you made what day four day five what day did you day make? four day oh. four I believe it was like a uh the day the day before the main event uh, A B and C the last day with C was when I played in the satellite and it was a sixteen hour satellite wow with uh, it was the last satellite to get into the last uh, day. Uh, day C, I think it was, and I was pretty burnt out. But then, of course, you know when the adrenaline kicks in. Uh, so then the following day, the satellite was over about four a.m., and then the following day it started at noon, I think. And uh, I had made up my mind that I was gonna. The blinds were every two hours. I was gonna make it last as long as I could. My goal was very unusual because normally my goal is to win. But in this particular instance, my goal was to enjoy the experience. So I played for two hours, never played a hand, and then uh, come around to me. There's always one or two guys at the table that are pushing, pushing, pushing. And the one guy at the end of the table, he was pushing every hand. And uh, I looked at my cards at pocket queens. And I thought, oh, geez. So he did a fairly substantial raise but the blinds were pretty small I think we got 30,000 chips to start with so I called and uh, the flop come queen nine four rainbow so I checked Every, it was just me and him so he bet heavy right and I thought well I ain't gonna dink around he could have 10 jack or some stupid thing oh. so I went all in and he called me instantly Oh no! What did he have? He had pocket nines, so he he flopped a set of nines, and I thought, oh, I can just—it's happened to me before. I can feel this nine coming. Honest to God, why didn't I stick to my plan? Why didn't I stick to my plan? And then a queen come on the turn, so I had four queens, so I was oh. good. Well, then he was out because he had—I hadn't played a hand, and he was uh, had lost a couple of hands, so he he threw a. Uh, quite a fit, kicked his chair and banged the table and <laughs> he left in a huff. But I was pretty good to go after that for a while. Anyways, that was a really nice start, doubled up the first hand it played. <laughs> I, I feel good to double up earlier. Uh, from what I've been told, the structure is really good. Um, how do you prepare, like, going into day two, day three? Like, did you, like, study? Did you rest? Did you have a good meal? What did you do to prepare before, like, day two and day three? Uh, not too much, just, uh, rested and, uh, uh, tried to clear my mind of all, all other things and, uh, concentrate on poker. Uh, I think that, uh, one of the reasons that I have had some success at poker is because, uh, you really don't play your cards at poker. You play the other players at the table and, uh, you know, it wasn't long, uh, that I was able to recognize that, uh, I was probably one of the uh, lesser players at the table. Some of these other guys, it's almost like they can read your mind. So you have to be a little bit careful about uh, what's going through your mind. I was a, a chess champion when I was in high school, and uh, I really didn't have any love for chess. It was just that one of the guys that I was buddies with was a 
had a really nice sister and I was kind of after her a bit in grade nine <laughs> and uh, he was a chess player. So I took up chess just to kind of get in good with her. But uh, <laughs> I, I, I was successful at it. And uh, I think that a lot of the chess kind of helps you uh, with a bit of the strategy on the game. And then uh, just uh, lifelong experience uh, helped you be able to read people because I think the biggest thing is being able to read people who's bullshitting you and, and uh, who's telling the truth. And and, you know, I'm trying to take a sister. <laughs> <laughs> there's a lot of, there's a lot of pots where nobody has anything. And yeah. uh, if you can recognize that and take down them pots, uh, you're good to go. And, and I think that's the difference between a really good player and just an average player is being able to recognize uh, when that opportunity comes up and uh, take down that pot. There's certain flops that come up that are more, uh, you're more able to do that. You know, if the board pairs, a lot of people are going to uh, back off if you throw a nice little raise in there, unless, of course, uh, they have it and then uh, they call and you might want to back off. But uh, yeah. Right. Uh, I agree. He mentioned that in the in the first interview. So you also mentioned that um, you know, your daughter plays. So how many kids do you have? Uh, five. Five. Four kids. daughters and a son that plays as well. Yeah. Uh -huh. Yeah. Fairly fairly successful at, at certain points for sure. Yeah. The home Cash games. games mostly they play. They're not quite as oriented. Uh, no. Well, casino games. Casino cash games, yeah, okay. yeah, yeah. We do have casino casinos here in Canada, but uh, one of my daughters went down with a stag at party down to Vegas and uh, disappeared for three days and won fifteen grand in the cash games. The other girls were wondering where she was, but uh, <laughs> she was, uh, I think she was playing at the MGM cash game. But uh, I like to play the cash games too, but it's a different, uh, it's a different game altogether, as far as I'm used to anyways uh, playing tournaments and playing cash games you can just reload whenever whenever you feel like it but uh, gotcha so know. so i wanted to do this new thing you're going to be the the first uh guest to do this it's kind of like a speed round thing and i uh i was trying to tell damien in the chat a little while ago what we're going to do with a lot of the future guests it's going to be like a I don't really know how to explain it, but basically I'm going to give you two options and you got to say which one you prefer, or which one you like more. Um, so like I'll say red or blue and you'll say blue. Red. And you can give like a quick like why you think that or whatever. So we will start. And Damien, if you have any, maybe you can just like kind of throw them in there. But it's, it doesn't necessarily have to be a speed round, but we'll we'll, uh, we'll see what Jerry can do for us. So um, all right, let's start. So bracelet or a ring? Uh, bracelet. Okay. Just uh, tradition. Sure. Okay. Phil Ivy or Phil Helmuth? Uh, Phil Helmuth. Okay. Um, money or fame? Money. I think at this point in my life, yeah. Right there I got 11 grandkids, so I need a lot of money. That's true. <laughs> um, all right. Um, Doyle Brunson or Mike Sexton? Oh, that's a tough one. Uh, Doyle, for sure. Mike, Mike Saxon, I miss him, but uh, I miss Doyle, too. Yeah, I had lunch with Doyle once. So, uh, yeah, in 2013, uh, I felt, kind of felt bad for him because it was dinner break, 
And uh, I think it was day one, day one where everybody got together where they put the A, B, and C together. And uh, Doyle was in a one of those little motorized scooters, and nobody would get out of the way for him. Oh. You know, it's like a madhouse, right? So I just got in front of him, and I just said, get the hell out of the way. Here comes Doyle Brunson. So then he had to go to the washroom first. And uh, so I just stayed right with him. And then there's a little coffee shop there. We had a hot dog and a, and he had a Diet Coke. doesn't matter. But that was the year that they unveiled the bust of uh, Doyle, Phil, and Moneymaker. Oh. Uh, and I think that was the 10th anniversary of Moneymaker's win, 2013. Mm-hmm. So then uh, they had the velvet ropes all around uh, Doyle and Moneymaker and uh phil and doyle waved me in right come on in come on in well when doyle says something everybody just kind of yeah yeah okay well then phil seen me and wondered what's going on because he's kind of a little bit uppity at times and but he seen my smokes in my pocket canadian cigarettes he's oh you're from canada come on in and he ended up being really nice i got my picture taken with all of them and uh phil helmets ended up being he let down his guard a bit and he became a real nice guy I couldn't believe how tall he was. He's really tall. Is he? Yeah. That's an yeah. awesome story. You have that picture? I mean, yeah, I do. I do. Yeah. Yeah. My yeah. wife took it. She's not a very good photographer, but. Uh, <laughs> no, that's still awesome. Honestly, that really is. I'm, I'm, I'm a little upset, too, that, you know, this is years ago. I wasn't even there. People wouldn't get out of the way for freaking Doyle. You should get out of anybody in the, that, you no, know. Yeah. It's annoying. But um, all right, let's get back to the speed round. Um, all right, so Maria Ho or Vanessa Selps? Uh Maria Ho. Okay. Um, let's you see. On me. Oh, I did. Oh, I'm sorry. Okay. Um, let's see. Um, would you rather be under the gun with pocket kings, or would you be rather be in the cutoff of pocket jacks? Under the gun. Under the gun with Kings. Okay. Um, tournaments or cash games? I lost you there for a second. Sorry. Tournaments or cash games? A tournament. Tournaments. Okay. Um, Indica or Sativa? I, I don't even care as long as it's the strongest they got. <laughs> <laughs> That's right, Gary. There you go. All right. Um, I got a <laughs> here beaver tails or butter tarts well uh butter tarts around here for sure this is the yeah. butter tart trail okay area yeah okay um yeah. and i was gonna say quebec or montreal but i think we know the answer to that Maybe. yeah montreal yeah oh wait wait you said montreal oh yeah cool. okay yeah yeah okay quebec, like, quebec is a city as well Okay. Quebec speaks a lot of um that's where they speak heavily French, right? French, yes. Yeah. Okay, okay. Do you Ooh, speak French? Oh, you do speak French. Uh very little, but I did work in Quebec for a while. But uh, yeah, yeah, just a note on that. So we're sitting around at the table. I can't tell you what tournament it was. It was in uh this was this past uh, uh July or June, I guess I was down there. And there was a fellow with a, I had a Golden Knights hat on. There was a fellow at the table who had a Golden Knights hat on. He said, yeah, I'm from Vegas. 
uh, great. The Golden Knights won. They're the best team over. And there's a guy sitting across the table from me. And he said, well, he says, I'm from Montreal. He says, we've won it 23 times. So you got a ways to go to, to win the Stanley Cup 23 times. But I said, you know what? It's been 30 years since Montreal Canadiens won it. And I was there when they did. Oh. And they didn't behave very well. There was riots and burning uh, cars and everything. Uh, they, they behaved pretty well in Vegas. Yeah, I was going to say, this year, this year, it wasn't too crazy. I was expecting it to just like... I was expecting craziness, but I don't know. It wasn't too bad over on yeah. Fremont. There's, uh, I think, 16 or 17 Canadians on the winning team for the Golden Knights. Oh, and some, yeah, some of them are within 50 miles of where I live. So they're the Stanley Cup's been around a few times around this area. Yeah. So you guys basically won it this year as well. Anyway. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I was happy they won. That's funny. Um, and the only other quick question I have on here, maybe Damien thought of a few like A or B type questions, was another food one, and that was um, split pea soup or portieri. And I'm probably saying that so bad. Portieri? Okay. Huh? I think it's like putieri. Oh, poutine. Poutine, poutine, now poutine. Poutine. Yeah, okay. I have to go with p poutine because that's a, a, a Quebec, uh, Canada thing. Poutine, oh. French fries with uh, cheese curds and uh, homemade gravy on top. I yeah, saw. I'd have to go with poutine. That's poutine. Yeah, no, that's different from this. This this is called like tutieri. It looked like almost like a um like a pie with meat inside of it. Oh, well, I go for that. Yeah, for sure. <laughs> Meat what is pie. it? A meat pie? Oh, yeah. yeah. It looked good. I was looking at it. I was like, ooh, I want to try that. Yeah. Otieri yeah. or something like that, I think it was called. But, yeah. yeah. Okay. All right. Um, yeah, that's all. Meat pie is good. Jerry, I'll give it a shot. I'll mix them up on the go. Here's my first one for you. Who's easier, Canadian poker players or American poker players? I think the Americans are a little easier to beat, to be honest with you. Nice. And I, I don't mean that uh, because I'm biased. I just, uh, I played against Canadian poker players and they're generally uh, better at reading people. Maybe their skills are the same, but uh, as far as the game goes, but their people reading skills are, I think, are better. Would you rather being able to hold in a big spot or get lucky in a big spot? I'd rather be able to hold because I usually try to get my money in good. Yeah. yeah. Right there with you. Gary, when you're playing, do you prefer a t-shirt or a hoodie? Uh, just a t-shirt. I, I never wore glasses or a hoodie. Hmm. They're pretty cold in there sometimes, but you're Canadian. You're probably used to the cold. Yeah, sometimes a sweater. Maybe it gets kind of cool in some of the poker rooms for sure, yeah. Tony, I was the only three I could have thought of, Tony. It's all good. Do, would you rather uh, read a book or watch uh, – would you rather read a poker book or read or watch a uh, like a some strategy on YouTube or something like that? Uh, I've read pretty near all the poker books around, but uh, I do like watching uh, strategy, poker. I like to watch big games with uh, somebody like Phil 
given some commentary. Some of the, uh, or like you say, Mike Saxon, for instance, he was pretty sharp. But uh, some of the guys that are doing the commentating now are not uh, quite as uh, good to listen to, I don't think, as some of the old school guys. I totally agree with you, Jerry. I think these days they talk too much about strategy and there's no real storyline behind the players. I think back in the day, they'll tell you like where they're from. They, you'll learn more about them, how they got into the game, where these days it feels like it's just all about stats. This person won one million. This person won this bracelet. So I think it changed a lot. What do you think was your favorite era um, in poker? Do you think the 80s, 90s, 2000s was your favorite era to play and was your favorite era to watch? Good question. Yeah, I would say uh, the 90s uh, up until Jamie or let's say – when Jamie won or when uh, Chris won, it kind of boomed. And uh, then it was interesting to watch. There was a lot of uh, wannabes playing with uh, guys that were bonafide. And it was interesting to see how quickly uh, guys like Doyle could rip some of these wannabe guys to shreds. Uh, uh, you know, you can talk the talk, but you have to walk the walk. And, uh, if you ever watched Doyle for any length of time, and I'm not just referring to Doyle, but his era, uh, those guys could uh, walk the walk, and they didn't have to talk the talk. People knew that uh, they were the, they were the man to beat. Yeah. Well, definitely, I think um, I recently watched an interview with Bill Galford, where he talks about his first time going to like poker after dark, and I think that was one of the first shows that kind of got me into poker was poker after dark, and. He said he's sitting there with, like, Phil Helmet. He was sitting there with Ivy. And he's, like, he's intimidated. He's, like, he's so used to playing online, like, seeing them in person. He's, like, folding so many hands, and he never got invited back to play again. I definitely could see how, like, an amateur could go in there and, like, play against some of the greats, get ripped apart, or get really scared to even play their usual game. And, Jerry, did you ever play online at all? Yes. Uh, when you go, how were your like online results? Like, did you do tournaments or did you do cash? I uh, probably won, uh, oh, well over a hundred on poker stars, but uh, I never did quite as well because my biggest asset is uh, other than patience, was I, I maybe don't have enough of my wife's successful because she has a great deal of patience. But it's being able to read people. And you don't really have that online where you can look the guy in the eye and say, yeah. hey, you're bullshitting me. You know what I mean? <laughs> like a lot of times you'll lay it down. You'll lay it down and you know the guy's bullshitting you, but you just don't want to take your the risk of uh, uh, you have a nice stack and you don't want to risk it on a possible run out that might not go your way. Like I, I've folded big hands just to make the – the cash, you know, yeah. because I, you know, I, I'm not playing online to make money. I'm just playing it uh, recreationally and uh, I want to make my bankroll uh, last. And if I can build it up a bit, great, you know. Wait, and I've, so you made a hundred dollars or a hundred thousand? No, on poker stars, I think oh, well over a hundred grand on poker stars. A hundred grand on poker stars without yeah. That's yeah. Yeah, I've just started, uh, uh, see, they banned it all now in Canada. 
And then uh, they started up with what they call GG Poker, yeah. right? Yeah. And then when you click on, it has a location device. So you have to make sure that you're located in Ontario. Each province, I think, is separate. And then uh, you can play. And I've been playing on there for, oh, probably three or four months, Mary. And the uh, biggest game I played was a $100 one that I wanted to $2 satellite to typically five to $10 games. And I think I'm over six grand on it. So I'm, I'm doing all right. I got four or 500 in my account. So I'm, that's a lot of $2 games for me. Let's go, Jerry. What's your, uh, sorry, Tony. I was going to say, Jerry, what's your screen name on GG so people know to watch out? Uh, Welsher one. Hey, I love it. That's awesome. Yo, G Poker is hard. That's more money than I've made on GG Poker for sure. Yeah, well, there's some guys on there that got like a hundred grand, and I'm thinking they must be playing. But they do have some big tournaments, like some five hundred dollar buy-ins, and oh yeah, that's starting today. What's that? There's one starting today. I think it's like like a five hundred dollar buy-in with hundred k guaranteed. Nice. Something like that. Yeah. Yeah. I I uh I play on Natural Eight, which is like the the skin that they allow the U.S. Po poker players to sneak in the back door on. So uh, but I I told myself I wasn't gonna play till the end of August. So end of August, maybe I'll see you on there because the player pools are joint. So I gotta look out for a Welsh one. Well, we're going down to Vegas. Welsher, Welsher well one. When we got. Uh back from vegas because we had so much fun and a little bit of success we mm -hmm. booked again uh we're going down again and uh it was a pretty good deal actually from ontario airfare and hotel uh just a little over 400 dollars a person canadian which is like 250 us or 300 us round so, trip uh, for too. a week so we're going back down for a week. yeah round oh. trip with airfare and hotel for a week so pretty good deal yeah wow that's great. We're staying at the Westgate. Haven't stayed at the Westgate before, but they got the monorail there. Uh, uh -huh. So you can boot it up on the monorail to the horseshoe fairly quickly and then just walk across the street to Caesars or whatever. We stayed at the Gold Nugget. Of course, you, re you realize that when we were down in July or June, but uh, they had their uh, poker, summer poker series on. So it was really handy to to stay at the Golden Nugget, and they were fairly reasonable. We enjoy the, the Nugget for sure. It's a good spot yeah. to stay. It's, but it's we've all... stayed for nearly every hotel in Vegas. Yeah. What's what's your favorite hotel? Well, we like staying downtown. And uh, at one time they had, up until COVID, they had uh, daily tournaments at the Nugget, and they had daily tournaments at Binion's too as well. Oh. And... Uh, now there's no turn daily tournaments down there anymore. So uh, probably we like the horseshoe for sure. We like Caesars, you know, I like the Aria. Uh, we, any place that has daily poker tournaments, we're, we're good for there. You don't have to walk too far. If one of us gets knocked out, you can just go back to the room. And exactly. because we, we both play the same tournaments pretty well at the same time. And we always ask the dealer to put us at separate tables until the final final table, and then we're good. Yeah, I like that, man. That's really my is. wife. 
my wife plays quite a bit. We used to play quite a bit at Planet Hollywood because they had like an $80 one and it was only last two or three hours. And then you could go across the street and play a four or five hour one at Caesars or something. Mm. But it was a big one that day. There was like 120 people and I got knocked out just right after Revi was over. So I thought, well, I don't want to play the cash game. I hadn't had many beers. So I will sit at the bar and drink a few beers and talking to people and just being friendly and yeah. but an hour later uh i took a walk by the book room they're down to two tables mary's got a big stack and then again again for another hour and well i think at that time they're five minute break every hour and then i walk by and they're down the final table and then so i thought watch them for a while and they get down to three and there's quite a bit of a jump from first place to third place even right i think they paid the top 15 or something but yeah. first place was like uh, 2,500 and second place was like 1,500 and third place was like 900. I'm just guessing, but so near that. And I could hear the guys talking. It was a break and I could hear them talking. Well, let's get rid of her because Mary had said, you guys want to chop. And they were all pretty close to the same chips. And they said, let's get rid of her and then we'll chop. <laughs> so I waited until Mary went by and I walked by the table and I said, are you guys playing with that lady? And they said, yeah. And I said, well, if she offers to chop with you, you chop. Because if you don't, your history, she'll kick your ass. She's good. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, the bar tapped on my shoulder a few minutes later. She knocked them both out in the same hand right after break. So <laughs> uh, she ended up winning that one. That was pretty good. Yeah. I enjoy more when she wins than when I win, to be honest with you. Here we go, Jerry. Justice served. That's yeah. a great I'm not gonna lie. So what's what's uh what's the biggest win you've had and what's the biggest win she's had? Well, I think probably that was one of the bigger ones. But that's but we don't play in like a hundred fifty dollar tournament, three grand or three or four grand type of thing. The aria was the one in Vegas. Yeah, yeah. I think it was twelve. Breaking up a little bit there. Pretty good too. I, uh, I won a pretty nice win in Ontario uh, a few years ago, probably 20 years ago. And uh, it was at the casino they called uh, in Aurelia. And uh, it was kind of neat because uh, I was playing pretty tight. $300 buy-in, fairly long tournament, uh, 12 or 14-hour tournament. I was playing pretty tight. Everybody limped in. I'm on the big blind with four or five. And the flop comes four, four, five. Make a long story short, I end up all in with another guy that's got pocket five. So he's got me on the full house, a little higher full house. Uh, pretty near fell to me, but I had a couple chips left. And uh, I made the comeback over the course of the day. Final two guys heads up. Who do you think they were? Me and him. Final right. two guys. Yeah. 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 And I ended up knocking them out. I wanted to chop. He said no. And I said, okay, good. Because I had to get I had to get rolling, but anyways, I ended up beating them, and it was like fifteen grand Canadian, something like that. Ooh, nice. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Very nice. All right, Jay, we only have a couple minutes left. Let's ask you the million dollar question. So, our podcast is called the Poke Grand Life Podcast, and we try to really push the message out there that um, you know, like poker isn't all about life. I think a lot of people, you know, misconstrue when they're winning that poker is all about life but really people should be using poker as a means to better their life you know spend more time with their families you know make the money but also invest it and try to better your life so 
I guess uh, the final question to you is, is poker for you, is poker ain't life or is poker life for you? Uh, I guess a, a little bit of both. Uh, okay. I don't play, like I say, I, I, I just cover my losses pretty well. You know, I've never made, a, I bought my wife a diamond ring once, uh, one uh what 10 grand on line on poker stars in a 50 dollar tournament once and she had lost her diamond out of her ring so i bought her a new diamond ring and oh. you know things like that but uh, the biggest thing with poker is in our family it's an opportunity for all the family to get around the table get the chips out and play as a family with our family and our friends mm. and uh away from home going down to vegas it's an opportunity to talk to people from all over the world uh, you know, like even in the main event when I played in 2013, I think there were 60 or 70 countries represented, more countries represented than what there was in the Olympics that year. So uh, it's a really good opportunity to see what's going on here. And, and for the most part, with exceptions, uh, poker players are uh, very friendly. Uh, they like to talk and uh, uh, they do have integrity. Uh there's the odd person that doesn't for sure. But I mean, that's in all areas of life, but that's, that's what I like about poker is because uh, uh, it's always fair pretty well. The dealers are always keeping track of things. There's very little or no cheating at all. And uh, you can be comfortable uh, sitting at a table, any, at any casino anywhere in the world and playing poker. And that's, that's what I like about poker. Yeah. Very nice. All right. Thank you, Jay, for coming out, man, and uh, taking the time to interview. I'm sure you had way more crazy stories, but I feel like I this one. Yeah, yeah. Do you got any other crazy stories that you can squeeze in? I don't know how much time well, we have. Okay. Uh, well, my first big win. Mm -hmm. I was 14. I was working summer job, buck an hour uh, in the early 70s, and uh, paid weekly on Friday afternoon. I got uh, 45 bucks was my pay and all the guys went back the drinking age in, in Canada then was 18. So I was going into the hotel and uh, met a few guys, some of them I worked with and didn't know it, but there's a fairly large company, an egg grading company. And they all went back to guys place to play poker and drink beer every Friday afternoon. We got off for a couple hours early. So I went back and uh, had pretty good success. I won, I think, 380 bucks. So I went home, and uh, they had to cut it off about 7 because some of the guys' wives would go and get them if they weren't home by 7. So it was done by 7, which was kind of nice because some of these poker uh, games last for days. I'm sure you're aware. But I went home, and I said, oh, Mom, I did pretty good. Like, I'm still riding a bike for crying out And I did pretty good. I won 380 bucks and had my $45 pay. And she says, who'd you win that off? You can't keep that. You got to give that back. You can't keep that. So I'll let my dad come home for supper. And he said, oh, that's great. Who'd you win that off? And I told him, he said, oh, I know them guys. He said, they wouldn't give you it back. You, you keep it. Right. Nice. So, yeah, that was like uh, two months wages in them days. But that was, uh, that was and I bought a car after that. So that was good. Like, uh, oh, Jerry's been <laughs> 60 yeah. years. That's amazing. They bought a car after that. How old were you then, he said? 14 bought a car and drove out west my right. mother didn't want me hitchhiking some hitchhiker got uh, beat up or something so she didn't want me hitchhiking so she said you buy the car i'll put the insurance on it so i bought a volkswagen bug and drove it out west when i was 14 yeah wait wait how how old was the driving 
16 was the driving age. And, yeah, yeah. You, you had to you had to find you, I guess, right? For an, yeah. an order. Yeah, for yeah, they got. Yeah, you got to get pulled over and checked out. So we were good. Yeah, a little, a lot more lean back then. Yes, yes. We still got Dan there with us. Well, I think we're they're going to kick us off this in any any moment here. But um, we appreciate you, Jerry. We'll definitely have to do this again. Um, and yeah, that's all we got. You got anything? Yeah, uh, I like to get, I like to leave one tip. I like to leave one tip to aspiring poker players. Absolutely, always play to win. Don't. Don't play not to lose. You know what I mean? Play to <laughs> yeah. win. Play to win. Yeah. Yeah. Don't be afraid to play to win. Try to get your money in good, and that's the best you can do. Yep. Definitely. Great yeah. tip. I'm actually going to take that advice today. I'm playing online today. Uh, when do you go to Vegas again? So we could try and uh, uh, meet up with you December, after. Uh, December 7th to. Uh, December 7th to 15th, I think it is. All right, cool. so around Christmas, we'll yeah. with you see how the trip went. Do you ever plan on visiting anywhere else for poker, like um, Texas, anywhere else, or just Vegas? Well, I'm not retired yet. I'm still working, so uh, uh, we go down to Vegas three or four times a year, and I only get four weeks holidays, so that uh, we go down for a week every time. So that pretty well takes up. We've been doing that for years, and we love it down there. So we just keep going to Vegas. Well, good luck in Vegas, Jerry. It was great seeing you again. Yeah, yeah. nice seeing you guys. Thanks again, Hope Jerry. To uh, see yeah. you again in Vegas. Right away. So we want to keep all the Vegas content together since we, you know, uh, we just came from Vegas. So we'll probably release this right away, and uh, I'll send you the text to win up. Well, you're on Instagram now, so awesome. that's <laughs> okay. Awesome. All right. that, hey, just to be clear, that was you on Instagram, right? <laughs> I guess so.